I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, I'm Johnny Owen, and this is the Best 11 podcast from TalkSport. Mark Webster and I ask our guests 11 questions all about their love of football, from their earliest memories of the game to how their matchday rituals have changed over the years. And at the end, they'll tell us their best 11, a team made up of anyone who's ever played for their club, along with a manager of their choice. Will they force players from a different era into a 4-3-3, or will they keep it simple with a 4-4-2? We'll find out very shortly. Our guest today is a hugely popular DJ and presenter with a glittering CV. He's had shows on KISS FM, Radio 1 and 2 and has been one of the resident DJs in Ibiza for decades. It is, of course, Jonathan Joseph, but better known as DJ Spoonie. Spoonie, welcome to the show. Our first question to you is who do you support and why? My team, that's an easy one to tell you. It's it's Liverpool. And why do I support Liverpool? Um, I have no idea. I just do. (laughs) That's the most honest um, answer we've ever had, yeah, I think is. you'll find. Well, I mean, there's no there's no real rhyme or reason. I was brought up in Hackney, East London, just with my mum and my younger brothers. Um, none of my immediate family members at that time I knew supported Liverpool. I think the signing of Kenny Dalglish in 1977 contributed to that. Mm. Um, he, there's something about him and the smile and maybe the press at the time and being a seven-year-old and, you know, just being into into football that that was it but there's no real logical rhyme or reason not you know not me dad me granddad me uncle no one took me to my first game I was yeah I was just a Liverpool fan as long as I can remember it's often a player though isn't it, it can, it's often I think like so that, can't it? yeah absolutely you know you get a player you really like as a kid and you think well if I like him I like his team yeah. did you but given the fact that as you say you're an East London boy not not surrounded by Liverpool fans when you kind of announced to your family and friends that that's who you support did uh, did what was the reaction so what was what's interesting about that i mean my mum would have had had no idea at all i mean i could have supported the Boston Celtics <laughs> it it wouldn't have made any difference to her but i i think at the time in 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 Hackney in the part of Hackney that we were in it was most people either supported Arsenal or Liverpool for some reason. Oh, a lot right. of black people supported Liverpool. I mean, we weren't, we were in Newton Green. So it's right on the border of Islington and Hackney anyway. So you could actually hear the old Highbury when Arsenal scored, which didn't happen too often. <laughs> you could always, you could almost hear, you could hear the roar from, from Highbury, but they played really boring football. So for a kid who wanted to do kick ups and dribbling and skills, Arsenal weren't your team. But yeah, there was something about, uh, about Liverpool and their style that made it a little bit more attractive. And are they your earliest memories of football? Of, of definitely supporting football, yeah. I mean, playing in the, 
running around in the playground went back a couple of years previously but yeah my my early memories of football bearing in mind we we weren't able to consume football then in the way that we are now it was match of the day in the big match good point yeah um i was i was always in bed by the time that the um the news came on to, to, to give the results at midweek. Um, I do remember one tragic FA Cup final replay, uh, semi-final replay, when we lost to Manchester United, being allowed to, to stay up and went to bed it, with the most tears I could ever... <laughs> do you know, I, rem- I remember that. I rem- <laughs> do you know what it was? It was yeah. 1979 and it was... Uh, yeah, Jimmy Greenoff scored. Yeah, uh, Mickey Thomas did the cross. Don't do this to me, uh, No, because I stayed up for that news as well because this is, this is amazing. This is what football's yeah, yeah. about. My older brother was a Manchester United fan. Um, oh. I, I, was, I, was, I was the younger brother, so I wasn't really like picking my team. I think I was actually said I supported yeah. Man City just to annoy him. But I remember that news. I remember the, the news, yeah. the late bulletin saying that yeah. Jimmy I think it might have even showed the goal my mum had no idea about football so she's she's looking at her son who's normally quite confident and quite forthcoming just in an absolute flood of tears <laughs> she's just <laughs> what is going on here? But, you know, <laughs> well, just don't get it. If nothing else, it, it sealed and confirmed you as the Liverpool fan yeah, that absolutely. you were and remain, which is which is interesting as well, Cool Spoonie. So let's yeah. let's talk about it in context then of the first game you went to. Now, I guess there will be a Liverpool game we can talk about, but but did you see any other teams before you saw your own one? No, so again, this is another. Like, it's, it's it's amazing how many of my early memories. Um, ended in tears and I still remained a Liverpool fan so when I get stick oh you're from London what are you doing support Liverpool let me tell you I I put my tears on the line <laughs> for my um, so I, as far as I'm concerned I, I, I've earned all, all, all of the glory um, so the first game that I went to was uh, away to Tottenham uh, we lost we lost 2-1 and my my aunt's boyfriend at the time Junior um, took me so it was a, it was a real exciting day um Got home from school, knew we were going. It was an evening match at the old White Hart Lane. Mm. So I had to walk from Newton Green up to Dalston High Road, get on the 141 all the way down, got a portion of chips. The thing is, at the time, the only time that I could eat a whole portion of chips was after swimming. I could never manage it other than that. Yeah. Um, Burn that energy. Yeah. Yeah. But, but for some reason, um, I was able to get through this whole portion of chips. That was going to be my dinner for the night. Went to White Hart Lane. Uh, unfortunately, we lost, uh, and my uncle Junior was was a Tottenham fan, so he was quite well. He was very happy and took great pleasure in um, <laughs> in teasing me on that one four nine bus ride home. Do you know what I mean? Of course, I was crying and telling him to leave me alone, but I never, I never, I never forget it. <laughs> you learn, you learn, you have to learn quickly that if if you if you're with somebody and their team wins, they're not going to leave you alone, are they? Just, and, and, oh. and that's an uncle's job. <laughs> yeah. That's really absolutely. literally the only thing he could do in the in the situation. Character building, exactly. character building. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, you, you could imagine the amount of retribution that placed upon him after that because Liverpool just went on to batter Tottenham religiously after so yeah it was all good <laughs> exactly all good. for people to understand about football it's cyclical isn't it you, got, you can't be too you can't crow too much because it's going to come I, back I to bite you I never do no, I'm, I'm too long in the tooth for that I'm now because it'll just come back and bite you <laughs> I agree I agree you mentioned <laughs> yeah. him earlier on Kenny Dalglish uh, there's a reason why you know you, 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 you fell in love with Liverpool was he your favourite player as a kid? Yeah, I, I think my my two favourite players it would have been Kenny in nineteen seventy seven, and then maybe ten years later John Barnes yeah, um, yeah. joining. I think again for for a black boy growing up in Hackney who'd supported the club 
most of his life. At that time, I was 17 um, and such a phenomenal player as well. It, it bore more significance than the fact that he was just a brilliant, gifted player playing for your team. There was someone that you could identify with on a, on a different level. Um, and and football, football has an ability to, I suppose, maybe in its tribal nature, that for all of the differences that we may have as human beings, once you put on those team colours, you forget about that stuff. Mm. But I think John Barnes just took it onto another level, not only just for just for me, but for lots of uh, young black boys growing up here where we did. John Barnes wasn't just a great great footballer. He was a handsome man. He was intelligent. He was he was he was yeah. a proper icon, wasn't he? He had the package. Yes. The whole lot, the whole package. I mean, he was intelligent. He could play. You know, at the time, there was the misconception that, you know, black players were just had to be sort of strong and fast. And, yes. You know, he yeah. butts, he butts so many, so many trends, uh, challenged so many misconceptions about the black footballer. So he, he was good for us on so many levels and he, he played for my beloved football team. And it's funny in a way that you hear a lot of people who didn't even support Liverpool, had Liverpool almost as a second team uh, because of because of John Barnes. And in a way that I hear people speak about Ian Wright in a similar light. Yes. Um, Thierry Henry. I mean, I've grown up with a certain dislike of Arsenal, mm. but <laughs> Thierry Henry, um, Thierry Henry was such a special player that as long as it wasn't against your team, you always wanted to see him do well because he was just so brilliant. That's great. Some I, players I, just transcend, don't they? Sort they of, do. Yeah. And I went up, you'll know this, I, I was at the, one of the Southport Dance Weekenders, which uh, Spoon, you'll know very well indeed. Yeah. And it was when Neil Ruddock and Jamie Redknapp were both up at Liverpool. And they yeah. both came, and I I went to a game in the afternoon and they came down to the event in the evening. We all went down there together. We lost at, at Liverpool, West Ham did. Yeah. No shocks there. I didn't even... Standard procedure. Thanks very much. <laughs> didn't even mention it. But it was, Ruddock was, and Jamie was really young then, and he was, he was, he was basically taking the mickey mercilessly because he absolutely idolised John Barnes, mm. show me Redknapp. Yeah. But it was just a very similar thing because he was young enough to still be a kid in the presence of yeah. John Barnes yeah. and could not believe his luck. Couldn't That's believe. exactly what he was doing. I, I just got a quick one for you, Spoonie. Um, the, uh, Bill Shank, the great Bill Shankley, there's a great story where West Ham just survived relegation on the last day of the season and uh, Ian St. Jonathan said it and, and apparently they look on the results and Shankley goes, Yes! And he looks at me and goes, Gaffer, I never knew you were a West Ham fan. He said, I'm not, son. He said, that's just a guaranteed four points for us every season. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the Best Eleven podcast from Talk Sport. What are your matchday rituals now, Spoonie? Wow. I mean, going up to Anfield. I mean, this this is another thing, going back to when you get stick for not being a a local, local fan, that home games for you are away games. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have the luxury of coming out and leaving my house at two o'clock, meeting up with a couple of friends, having a swift one, getting a getting a bit of food and being in the stadium. It's uh, you know, a three o'clock kickoff is normally a eight thirty, nine o'clock start. Mm. And you don't normally get home much before ten o'clock. Um getting that fast train up from Houston, which is a little bit of a godsend to be fair, two hours and twenty minutes. And I always prefer to get get the rattler rather than um rather than driving because it just takes forever. Yeah. But yeah, it would just be get up, have a night, have a nice breakfast. I normally arrive in the station about four and a half minutes before the train's due to take off. My mate was a was a Man United fan from London. He 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 calls it straight out of Houston. That's his train, that's what he calls it when he goes up. That's the one, yeah. And then I normally spend, I normally like run through the barriers onto the train and then spend from Euston to Watford Junction getting my breath back. And that's just the (laughs) ritual. And then I will have something to eat, have a nap, 
get up and then start singing um, once we get get off that at Piccadilly. But no, I, I love going. I love going to Anfield. You get around outside the stadium and you just, well, I just wish I lived there. I wish I could soak this up all the time. Yeah. Um, last season, I, I took my daughter for the first time to, to Anfield, my oldest daughter. Um, and she'd been to a few games in London before, but she was like, "Dad, this is this is um, this is amazing. It's like a it's like a carnival just for football." Is how she described it, like a festival. What a great description, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Fantastic. And how obviously then the so the DJing comes into your life, of course, though, Spoonie. And of course, <laughs> the thing about that is that's weekend hours. So it, that, I'm going to guess that you had to do a bit of juggling in your life, didn't you, to try and get the work in and the football. Yeah, I mean, there, there were there were some uh, logistical conversations that were had with management team about trying to find gigs in Liverpool or in and around Liverpool <laughs> for, for, for big games. But listen, luckily, I, I wasn't at Anfield every week, but I would go and because I was working for myself, it meant that I could sort of juggle my diary and schedule around accordingly. So I, it's quite flexible, but there were times when I've had to miss games that I would have wanted to go to. But then, I guess, it's the gift and the curse because I got to experience some some unbelievable occasions watching my watching my football team. Brilliant. Have you got a favourite piece of uh, memorabilia or like a memento? I have, actually. So, I mean, it's quite a re- really lovely story to, to go with this, actually. So I decided I was going to go to the UEFA Cup final in 2001. It was in Germany. And at the time, Emil Heskey was was playing for Liverpool and I was really good friends with, I say I am really good friends with Emil. So I um, quite cheekily said to Em, um, Em, when you, where are you guys staying? So uh, he, he told me the hotel they were staying in, looked online and I was able to book a room to stay in the same hotel as the team. Nice. So I, was like, I was like, wow, this is, like, I don't think that would happen now. No. Um, but, you know, in 2000, 2001, it was able to do that. So fantastic. So, got to Germany, went to the hotel, checked in, went into the town centre and it was the most amazing day of, how can I say, atmosphere because it did not stop raining all day but you had the Alaves fans and the Liverpool fans all in the town centre, all sort of having like a football song sound clash. <laughs> Liverpool would sing a song, they'd get a round of applause, Alaves sing a, a song, everyone was soaking wet right down to the skin then we went into the stadium and it was like one of the most amazing UEFA Cup games of all time anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I got to go back to the hotel where the team came um, with the trophy. And obviously because I knew a few of the players and Emil was there and I knew Michael Owen a little bit, we were like, met them. But Gary McAllister, this this is my favourite memento, Gary McAllister got man of the match and he signed my match day ticket. Oh, so nice. That's, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's about as close as it gets, isn't it? That is. I yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's a long-winded story of, of saying, long-winded way of saying, yeah, I've got a signed match day ticket. <laughs> nice, nice. But it's all about the forward planning, this one was, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Have you got a favourite player at the moment, Spoonie? Wow. Um, Ability-wise, I'm loving Thiago. I think he's a phenomenal footballer. Mm. Um, I love Mane because of the, the spirit that he embodies and how he goes about his work with minimal minimal fuss but then I can't look behind and beyond the contribution of Virgil van Dijk and Alisson how different we've been since they've come into the team mm. it's really hard to narrow it it's really hard to narrow it down to one and I mean an honourable mention going out to the captain Jordan Henderson as well who 
again, he just embodies the spirit of Shankly, the, the spirit of Liverpool, everything that we're about every single time. And it's not just what he does and what he's done for his own game, it's what he does for everybody else around him. And the analogy that, that I use is when you look at a, a beautiful brick wall, if you ever look at a beautiful brick wall, you, very rarely you don't see the you don't see the rendering, you don't see the bits in between the bricks. And I think that's what Jordan Henderson is for us. He's the bit in between the bricks. The cement. He is. Yes. Alexander-Arnold touched, let him down. Jordan Henderson hits it and hits the back of the net. And Liverpool have four. Sucked in by Jordan Henderson. Have you got a favourite kit, JJ? Well, I, I, I'm going I'm to give some, again, some more honourable mentions to the 2005 Champions League winning kit. Just nice and simple, classic Liverpool. The Champions League shirt of 19... With the with the pinstripes was yeah. was a fantastic one, but yeah. I think my I think my favourite um, my favourite might be the Hitachi red shirt with a white V neck and the white cuffs, and the eighty two Umbro um, with the yellow pinstripes, yellow badge. Well, he's, given, he's gone home and away. Yeah. It's, it's um, I, I think it's a good debate, dear lads. I'd like to know your, your views on it. Do the kits become iconic because of the team that wore it at that time? We were an Must iconic help. team, Must yeah. Must help. Absolutely has to help because when when you see a kit, you normally see a player wearing that kit. Yes. So I can see that Hitachi kit. I can see Dalglish and Sunez. I see. Well. I yeah. see Ian Rush. I yeah, see. Yes, it's true. It's true. Yeah, you it's do. Yeah, 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 you yeah. do. Yeah, absolutely. It's right. not just hanging up. Is it? It's got a, per- no. a person in there. Well, the West Ham, the mid sixties yeah. West Ham kit is the most iconic West Ham kit, uh, and, and there's a reason for it. The away kit as well. Yeah. You know, in, and, but obviously the West Ham home kit for that as well. I've got to just say, I I have got real. I'm going to old man this moment now. The, the current Liverpool kit, I hate because the collar at the back looks like the front. It overlaps. <laughs> and, it, and and for a split second, every time I'm watching the game, it looks like they've got their shirts on back to front. And therefore, I'm against it. Yeah. That's why they win yeah, so many yeah. games. They're confusing they're the team. Yeah. You don't know whether they're coming at you or running away. <laughs> you don't know whether they're coming or coming, do you? <laughs> That's definitely what Crystal Palace fought a few weeks ago. There's too many of them. <laughs> too many of them. Do you know, it was a funny thing. Uh, Forrest played uh, Stoke the other night and it was a misty night and uh, Forrest was the better team, do you want to say? And the Stoke manager blamed the kit after. No. And I always remember somebody saying, if you start blaming the kits, you know you've been well beaten on the pitch. Do you remember Manchester United with that oh, great kit? kit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, they blended into the background. <laughs> right. Here's a question. Like, I don't think it's going to be Arsenal, Mark, but uh, have, you got, <laughs> have you got a favourite team that's not yours, JJ? I, uh, how can I say this? <laughs> um, <laughs> Delicately? I, I, no, well, you know, I, I think when you talk, when you talk great Premier League teams, um, and let's just talk Premier League, uh, and you, you have to give mentions to Manchester United under Sir Alex Ferguson and what Arsene Wenger done for, for Arsenal. But I, from a straight footballing perspective and the purity of it, Loved what Pep Guardiola did at Man City for those those two years when they amassed 198 points. Mm. I think it's a phenomenal achievement in the fashion that they played football as well. And as someone who who played a little bit of football that down the years and has watched an awful lot of football, that for me was almost as as pure as it's got on these shores. Um, most probably no uh, coincidence that my other favourite footballing team period would have been the Barcelona side that had Iniesta and Xavi in it yeah and that's how I like to see football being played um 
and I and I and I guess that they are my my two favourite sort of teams, club football teams, just because of how they went about went about their business. And where we're really lucky, you know, you mentioned that, that we talked about the fact that you know it, it, there was a period in time when highlight shows were how you got your football. Just how lucky yeah. have we been, or that that we managed to have access to live. Spanish league football, so that we got to see those teams in all their pomp for whole games. Mm. What a treat! Yeah, yeah, what an absolute treat. And and, and it's funny because again, growing up um, at a time when um, James Richardson was on Channel Four doing the Italian program, but the Italian the Italian football just had a different kind of. It was a little bit more laid back. It was a lot more tactical. It was like watching chess as opposed to a game of drafts yeah. or. You know, in the way that Barcelona went about, they just seemed to be sort of leaping and flying all over the place. Yeah. Um, but watching watching the Spanish football and then you know some of my favourite players of all time um, in their in their absolute pomp. You know, the original Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, um, just absolute glorious footballers. And then, like I said, you come a, a little bit more contemporary and we start talking about Iniesta and and Xavi as a combination uh, and everything else built around them. But no, it's phenomenal. Um, watching those guys and watching the Spanish football because especially at that end when you saw Barcelona playing the way that they did and Real Madrid at, at different times but those players um, playing for Barcelona yeah amazing you're listening to the best 11 podcast from talk sport hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is the Best Eleven podcast with Johnny Owen and Mark Webster. I was just going to uh, ask you both, actually, because I met my mate talk about it all the time. Have you ever managed to watch any of the the big match stuff on ITV4 from the sort of seventies into the eighties? Have you ever seen any of those? Yeah. Sort of, some of the football is breathless. I've forgotten how much teams just used to go at one another. You charge up yes, the ends, yes. they charge back at Very you. Pre- oh. But uh, talking about sort of Liverpool, I know you played that. What a football team they were in the late seventies, early eighties. The way they played as well. I just thought, you know, uh, they would, they would. Uh, if you went to Anfield, basically, you were literally. It was like it was like the Alamo, <laughs> wasn't it? They were just sucked yeah. on you, didn't they? The whole game and come at you. It was, and I was just thought myself, it's quite interesting to watch, as you say in there, JJ, the difference in football when you think of a Pep Guardiola team to what. What football was like in the 70s, how much has changed in many ways. 
Yeah, it has. And it's in, in some ways, it's kind of, you know, it's a little bit of a, a throwback in sub, but the football, football has gone through such a, such a transition as the, to what's, what's important. Um, and Liverpool were pass and move possession based. And you look at Man City, that's effectively what they were. And they just, they would strangle you because yeah. you can't score without the ball. That's right. And that's kind of like how, how Liverpool used to just run over teams, just, you know, you'd see strikers just running from side to side and not getting a kick. And then when they did get the ball, they were so tired, they'd end up giving it away. Yeah. And then they'd up another true. Yeah. <laughs> so, so true. Um, but it's, um, you know, Tom Tom Finney, um, so at Liverpool beat... Um, Nottingham Forest, beat a 5 Forest, nil game, wasn't it? Yeah, Forest, yeah. yeah, the 5 nil game. And he said, you know, it's one of the most accomplished performances I've ever seen in my entire life of football and and it really was and that's you know Liverpool even though it, that was that game against Forest Liverpool were capable of putting in performances like that four five six times a season it's just how it's just how they played um so yeah it's 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 nice to see um mm. and as a football purist I'm lucky because I'm a Liverpool fan but as a football purist I definitely got that kind of enjoyment watching some of Manchester City's football and Barcelona's like I said yeah I, I I I was going to say just just talking about it. the season where Liverpool and Manchester City were neck and neck was phenomenal because oh. there was no room for error was there no. but what oh. was so impressive about Liverpool was the following season they could have fallen by the wayside but they actually got the following were even better mm. they took up, it upped, upped it. it which was a phenomenal thing you know and all credit to the manager and the team because a lot of people psychologically would have been broken by what what happened the season before but they were terrific no, nobody saw that coming um everybody was like that well that was liverpool's that was liverpool's chance if yeah. you get 97 points and you and you can't win it yeah forget it um and they just kicked on another level um and like you say it's credit to it's credit to Jurgen Klopp and his team um the recruitment team the players buying into the manager because there would have been some doubts. I know when Jurgen Klopp first came in and there were players that didn't quite make his his grade or whether they were physically or not mentally up to what his challenge was. But what happens is that as time goes on and and the results become more what you want, people buy into it a little bit more. And even though it would have been a huge disappointment for them to get 97 points and not win it, he would have said, "That's how close we came." Yeah. yeah. So we can, so we can do it. Just a little. Do you bit know extra. what I mean? And let's we forget, Klopp had never been there before as a manager, so it's even even greater achievement. So that's amazing. I wonder if his name's going to crop up. Yes, without, yeah, we'll, we'll see. And big so question. Here's, here's, the, here's the final question that everybody sort of loves. Uh, we're going to go through your best 11, GG. So if you want to start oh, with the goalkeeper, Mark, no write, Mark writes them all down and then we uh, we end up with the, the final question, which is your choice of manager, which i got to say, uh, Craig Charles answered with, um, what do you say, Jürgen Shankly? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a beautiful way of putting he it. He avoided yes. the issue. <laughs> Will go DJ Spoonie. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go for Bill Klopp then. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very nice. Um, so goalkeeper. We'll start off with goalkeeper. It's, it's, it's a difficult one. Um, because of the time that I grew up in and how brilliant Liverpool were in the 70s and 80s, I would have to say Ray Clements. I did! But, yeah, I was just it. going Clements. He was, was going Grobbler. Mark yes. was going Grobbler. Yeah, Clements. However, oh. however, oh. however, I went too early. I, I, I think that the difference Alison Becker has made, has made to our team means that he just has to get it. Oh, oh. okay. 
Well, I was more right than you. Look, he's, he's, he's such a he's such a skilled entertainer. Really. <laughs> yeah. so that's what he's like on the decks. He sort of leads you leads to a you place, on, yeah, yeah. and then he takes you to a next level. It's like having the top on with the reverse on the back. Oh, you don't know where you're coming or going. Exactly, he's, yeah. he's done for us there. <laughs> All right, then. Allison's in goal. Are you going back for? Um, my formation. Yes. I'm just going to tell you is a four-two-three-one, and this team that I'm picking. Will never get beaten by anybody. Okay. Ooh, bold. <laughs> this will be the best eleven. Yeah. That you ever could pick. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Right. That's it. And now he's going to say, "Right, mic drop." Push. Yeah, exactly. So we you're, out. You're back for. At right back, Phil Neal. Nice. Okay. Um, tough, I mean, tough job at the right back at Liverpool. The most decorated footballer in European terms, but English footballer yeah. ever, I think, isn't he? Four yeah. European yeah. Cups? Anyway, yeah. yeah. Four European Cups, um, 11 championships, phenomenal player. And not, not only not only was he just a member of uh, successful teams and arguably Liverpool's most successful period, but he scored very important goals at very important times. So he, he as a fullback, as a goal scoring uh, fullback, in the vein that Trent is in, he wasn't a fullback that just sort of cleared it down the channel. He got involved in attacks, yeah. um, assists, goals. Like I said, he scored in, he scored goals in Champions League finals or European Cup finals, penalty spot. Um, phenomenal player, very underrated, um, most decorated, brilliant. Brilliant. So Phil Neal, right back, centre halves. Right. So my two centre halves again. Um, if you're a striker. Just forget about trying to shut these two down. Save save your energy. I'm going for Virgil van Dijk alongside Alan Hansen. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. You won't yeah. win a header, won't win a tackle, and you won't touch the ball. No. So forget it. You can bring yeah. the ball out. You can, oh, they, you can do everything. Yeah. You can do everything. Exactly. They start attacks for you as well. Yes. Yeah. They've got, well, it. They've got both. I'm in 100% agreement with them two on that. Yeah, very nice. And indeed. I know Phil Thompson's got a great shout in that, of course, but them two are phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a few there's a few names, um, you know, Phil Thompson, Emmeline Hughes, of course, yes, uh, yeah. of course, the legendary captain. Ron Yates, yeah, there's a few. Ron yeah. Yates. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't talk about Liverpool, brilliant centre-halves, and not talk about the contribution of Jamie Carragher, yeah. you know, over 700 appearances. For someone who people say he's not one of our best, you don't play 750 games for Liverpool and not be a phenomenal footballer. Yeah. Um, so even though Jamie Carragher didn't make the make the final cut, and people might say he he would be lucky to be on the bench, but I I say he needs a mention as well. Honorable but mention, yeah. Honorable mention to Jamie Carragher, but of course uh, Virgil Van Dijk and Alan Hansen for me. Yes, I agree with that actually. Okay, left back. Um, left back was a left back was a difficult one. Um, we, we we've had we've had some. I feel that we've had some very good players. But I can't remember a time when we've had a left-back that people genuinely talk about in world-class terms. And his journey, his improvement, and what we've achieved since he's been at the club means that I'm going to give it to uh, Andrew Roberts. <laughs> this is so funny. The producer was going, Andy Roberts. He no, said I'm, Robertson. I'm going, Alan Kennedy. And I said Julian Dix. <laughs> 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 That's oh, well. why I love Mark Webster. <laughs> <laughs> not that he's West Ham biased in not, any not way. Not at all. Not at all. There you I go. I think that's a great shout, Rob- Andy Robertson. Robertson. I love... I love the rags to riches part of his story because it's it, it doesn't feel like it's part of the modern game, no. does it? You don't get that sense that 
it can be that way anymore, professional football. And he proves that it is, doesn't he? Yes. I mean, he's, he, 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 he was... With, I love the fact that people retweet his tweets from seven, eight years ago. And there's things like when he's playing for Queen's Park and he's off to McDonald's for the night after yeah. the game. And I just think that's a beautiful way of showing his journey, isn't it? I mean, there's the bit before where... Before Queen's Park picks him up where he's thinking about giving the game up. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and to get more rags to riches is that he gets relegated with Hull and then he gets a phone call that Liverpool want to sign him. He's like that, you know. How does how does that happen? Yeah. Um, but it does happen, and then the rest, as I say, is history. He, get, he just gets better and better at every game. Um, phenomenal footballer, and a lesson to anyone that's suffering adversity in and around the game: just don't, just don't give up. Because look at him, man. Yeah, that's a great job. That's a pretty impressive back four. So you're now going to go four two. So you got two playing just behind the. Kind yeah, of... you need a couple of fellas to protect this back four, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So who, yeah. Are, you, who well, are your two sitting in front of your, your defence? All right. Well, these two play, playing in the middle for me are two of the greatest footballers that I've witnessed, that I've watched play football, and the fact that they played for Liverpool is just a bonus. Yeah. Um, one being Steven Gerrard, the other one being Graham Souness. That's a pretty impressive two in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> no energy there, then. No. I mean, like yeah. you said, that's, that's got everything, isn't it? You know what I mean? In your midfield. Yeah. You've got bite, tenacity, they can go forward, they can break things up. It's everything, isn't it? I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we normally ask later, but would you have one of those with the armband on? Is that yet to happen? I, I think if you went to give it to Steven Gerrard, he'd most probably turn over and give it to Graham Souness. Interesting, yeah. I think that's a great, great shout. yeah. I think I, I think Souness is probably your captain there as well. I agree. So Stephen Gerrard and Graham Souness, and then the three just behind your your lone striker. Who will they be? Okay, um, I'm going for Digger, the King, and Sadio, John Barnes, Kenny Dalglish in the ten roll, and Sadio Mane. Now Mane and Barnes are going to cross over. They're going to they're going to interchange. They can swap sides if they really want. Um, Barnes can Barnes can cross with his right or he can cut in on his left Mane can do the same King Kenny get it into his feet no one gets it off of him the no. marking's going to be hilarious <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have him no I have him I'll, do you want to take him no no that's that's phenomenal that's phenomenal I mean I, I think we've, every Liverpool fan obviously puts Kenny Dalglish in their side he's, he's the, the greatest ever player um, but there's so many things that you hear about him from other, other professionals you know the fact that he, he's immensely popular in the game as, as a character and a great personality and all that kind of stuff as well but also they all say the same thing about him not only get your goals so brave always wanted the ball mm. I love that about him you know, yeah because these aren't three of the biggest men that no, you're ever going to no, see no, are no. they and so. in days when he could get kicked and all the rest of it but they were a Kenny and obviously the legendary side of his backside he would take the ball <laughs> yeah, and he yeah. would always take it and always turn I mean he was just, some, just a, a, an incredible footballer wasn't he yeah, brilliant. And um, like I said, he's he was uh, one of the reasons I started started supporting Liverpool. And a, another funny story: there, there used to be a, a six side set of six side games every year called Soccer Six, and yeah. they'd have them at they'd have them at various stadium around the around the country. And I've done them at Upton Park and and Chelsea, and they normally have a couple of players from that club come and represent. Anyway. Luckily for me, one time I got to play in a six-a-side team at Anfield with Kenny Dalglish no. and John wow. Barnes. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With with Kenny and John Barnes in my team, right? Oh. And it's really fun. And 
I do. It makes me chuckle to myself because there's times. There was a couple of times in the game where, in, in the heat of the game, you just kind of you're just playing the game of football. And I remember one time getting it, turning, giving it to Kenny, and then running off him. And I was open, and he got it, and he turned and shot. And I was like, Kenny! And, I was like, <laughs> and then did you realise what you were doing? <laughs> That's brilliant. Kenny, I was open, son. Come on. No, no. Oh, my. Talk about wobble your head. Find, find a mirror and have a word with yourself, Jonathan. Uh, yeah. That was brilliant. The football feels a great level. That was absolutely acceptable behaviour on your part. Yes. Once you're in the heat of the game in the heat, right? So, who was your lone striker? Wow. I mean, this 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 position was the hardest one. Um, There's so many so many names. um, So many people have come and done amazing, like phenomenal footballers. But I think for pound for pound, uh, for his skill level, his his work rate. His determination, how he played for the badge, and this is going to be quite controversial. Oh, my only, my only, my only regret is that he didn't win major honours at Liverpool. Would have been Luis Suarez, Ooh. and I think, okay. yeah, I think, I think him as a player, if he played in any, he he could play in any era. By the way, everyone, cars swerving into trees. <laughs> People dropping now, coffee cups we were at all, home. We were all mo- mo- silently mouthing Robbie Fowler, Ian Rush, you know, Owen, I mean? I, Michael but, Owen, but, but yeah, yeah, Louis Suarez, Suarez, get you. Oof. Yeah, I, I think that I think that Fowler is one of my favourite Liverpool players of all time, and, and maybe because we were maybe like a similar age, and I met him so many times, and they say never meet your heroes and your idols, and when I met him, he was even cooler than I thought he would be. Ah, nice. So he just went up in my estimation. So he again, he I nearly picked him just because I love him so much, but I tried to keep um, my sensible head, and I think Luis Suarez as a as a footballer had absolutely everything and it's just a shame he didn't stay with us a little bit longer we had to let him go in the end because you know he just kept being hungry at the wrong time uh. and we we if he had stayed longer he would go down as a, as an absolute legend certified legend but i think he's a brilliant footballer oh, um, and playing in that toy, playing in that team I, I can't see anybody beating us and That's before a- we ask you about the manager which i, think, I, I i'm curious to know have you and if so, who have you been working? Have you been DJing Liverpool players there? And if they have been there, have you got one who's got the best moves? Wow, um, <laughs> Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Even though, even though he single-handedly brought me the worst night of my life. As a <laughs> Liverpool. See why? In a weird, in a, in, a, in a weird way, he, it's almost like Stockholm syndrome with him because he just. You know, I should really hate him, but I love him to absolute bits. Um, maybe not an ideal reference for a show of this nature, but there you go. He's, um, but he 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 he's he, he's got his moves. Barnes, he's got his moves. He loves it. Um, it's funny. A lot of the players from that era, and I think again, testament to John Barnes, he was like the Pied Piper. He got them all listening to their soul and their funk. Jamie Redknapp talks about. I think I think John Barnes might be the single outside of Harry. John Barnes is most probably Jamie Redknapp's single most influencing person. 
I yeah. I agree, and 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 he, you're right. He turned on music because I, I, I'm going to hop back to that same trip. He actually literally told me, Redknapp, that he thought a great idea would be for Liverpool to run out onto the field of play to JVC Forces Strong Island. Nice. There you go. Which would have been a, <laughs> something of a breaking tradition, you might argue. Yeah, Just forget that. you'll never walk alone. This is what we're going to have now. <laughs> That's so interesting. All right. Okay. So I digressed into the into your the sixty thousand dollar question. But now said. the big one. Yes, the big one. Who is your manager? I mean, the three outstanding candidates are Bill Shankly, Bob Paisley, and and Jurgen Klopp. I think that I think that what Bill Shankly did, and it was a case of Bob Paisley taking the baton and carrying it on. I think Jurgen Klopp, he's effectively started from from scratch. Um, it's, this is this is too hard. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for Bill Klopp. <laughs> he did it. He's Craig Charles did. <laughs> it is, let's let's be honest. It's an impossible. I, I can't. You, ah, I mean, we can't you make that? him do it. No, no, Pick no. your favourite kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. It's, 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 it's a it's an almost impossible. I think Manchester United fans say the same here. How do you pick between Busby and Ferguson? It's almost impossible, yeah. isn't it? We're gonna let him have yeah, this it, one, aren't we? Yeah. And listen. This is DJ Spoonie, legendary in the mix. He can do what he wants. He can, he can put the two yeah. together. This is what he does. This is his best 11. He can do what he wants. Honestly, JJ, it's been an absolute pleasure. Superb, Thanks so mate. much for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's always nice to sit and have these conversations because there's lots of stuff that you, you kind of forget or you don't consider. And, it, you know, little funny anecdotes just bring a smile to your face as you think back to being a kid crying your eyes out before you go to bed, <laughs> bed sobbing. Like I can just see myself at two Fletcher House <laughs> before I go to sleep. Well, Absolutely that, ridiculous. I like to think the best 11 is like therapy. So thank you very much. <laughs> Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.